0: Welcome back to Probably About Politics. This week, the political spectrum. All right. What do we have to say about that? What kind of spectrum is it? Is there one axis? Is there, is there two axes? Are there actually 15 axes? Is there an axis for every single position you can take? How do we talk about that? How do we give that a number? <laughs>
1: Should we? And how do we say?
0: Do we give it a number? How do we? How do we call a political party left or right? What do those things mean, really?
1: Uh yeah, I mean it's something to to contemplate. I mean it's it's a very I think it's a bit of a maybe the wrong word, but outdated way of looking at it at this point. Uh but yeah, left wing we're talking typically like big government is the sort of traditional perspective on it big government and then right wing is you know individual rights civil liberty like free market focused and
0: yeah and i think both of those things are looking to get the same thing yeah (laughs) and and people generally say i want people to be able to do whatever they want and be happy doing it and the people that you described on the right would say, okay, well then don't have the government tell me what to do because I want to yeah. be my own person. And people on the left would say, well, I need the government to help these people because if the government doesn't help them, then they can't do what they yeah. want to be happy. It,
1: it, is, a, it is like just, it's a fundamentally a disagreement on like how society can best manage itself. Yeah. So <laughs> in a word, <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the idea
0: and from from saying those things obviously there's different ways of looking at it and politics is a very Mm -hmm. complex subject and there's a difference between outcomes Mm -hmm. and means of achieving those outcomes and who should pay (laughs) for those outcomes (laughs) and whether or not you should be compelled to do so and who should compel you and that's what that's we're talking about today and generally i think in the in the popular Mm -hmm. news media and even if you go and if you say i want to learn about politics and you say i want to know what is the difference between the liberal party of canada and the conservative party of canada and you go on their wikipedia page right away it says this is a center left party or a left party or a center right party and Mm -hmm. a right party and even (laughs) i i find it it's kind of funny and frustrating at the same time when you click on this and it says, Oh, the one word identifier of this party, uh, it actually shares multiple one word identifiers (laughs) that are all along the same axis, which really just shows the inefficacy of using these terms to try to describe Mm -hmm. these
1: things. I think, um, so it's like kind of doing reading for this. And I think like an easy way to like point out how, in some ways, how like ineffective this idea of like left, right is, is like, the term, like, originates from how parties were sitting at after the French Revolution, like, during the French Revolution, like, to the left were the party yeah. of movement, the parties who wanted the most change, and then progressively heading towards the right were the parties of order who were the most opposed. And it's like, okay, so that worked for this, situ- just, like, this particular situation of how people were sitting uh, now, like, completely dictates yeah. how we sit. And even then, there yeah, was a spectrum, was, right? Yes,
0: and I think it's, it's easy. You can have a spectrum like this when you have, when you have one issue that you're trying to differentiate people on. And specifically then it was, do you want a monarchy or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or do you support uh, the monarchy or do you want mm-hmm. something new? And I think if we could have, I think this would be cool. Okay. As a tangent. <laughs> sure. To have a, you know how like at the European Union, they have the left right spectrum still of people sitting. Yep and how, how they mm-hmm. all come together uh if there was like um if there were seats on like the first floor second floor third mm-hmm. floor as well so they all had to <laughs> sit in their like political compass yeah. way <laughs> like where they had to choose yeah. their seat but it was like on a giant wall yeah. at the same time so it's they like didn't just sit in huge one sparse
1: chunks where people like aren't really willing to put themselves to sit because it <laughs> yeah. does not say anything good <laughs> yeah So I think
0: if we just explain what the left-right spectrum really is, generally people are talking about economic policy more or less. And sort of if you think about a left-wing party, you think of big government, Mm -hmm. social programs, equity or equality of Mm -hmm. outcome more or less, and trying to get these things done. It's taking from the rich and giving to the poor. To make the poor rise up, yeah,
1: <laughs> sure, yeah,
0: and maybe that's maybe that's putting our own spin on it, <laughs> but and then uh, on the right is generally people saying that they want smaller government, uh, fewer social programs and stuff because that allows people to be more free in what they want to do, and they would prefer a market mm-hmm. solution to these types of things. So it, the left-right spectrum is kind of combining. Social and economic policy, kind of in a in a messy way. Yeah, into one. Um,
1: way. Yeah, and no, I think in a way that ends up being quite confusing for for the average uh, voter. Yeah. and ends up you end up grouping a lot of people together. I mean, and like I think an an easy one, like if you think about like the Green Party of Canada, like the Green Party of a lot of of places, you associate that with being very left, but a lot of their economic policy is center right but their social policies or their the environmental uh, regulation beliefs that they hold like kind of skew where you think they actually are, uh, which I think make, can make it really hard to yeah. understand who you're voting for and what you're voting for.
0: Yeah, and potentially this left-right mm-hmm. idea is, I mean, it's been oh, yeah. all over the world. It's used. But it is kind of a holdover... <laughs> from where a lot of the world now doesn't necessarily fall into these two party yeah. systems. And has, uh, we we've talked about already this summer, the difference between having a uh, proportional representation systems and how you can then have mo- more, smaller parties that fit better with your mm-hmm. views. Um, having a two party system and a left to right political spectrum mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And they're kind of a consequence of each other potentially.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess it's sort of like, if it's, that's, it's a lot easier to understand if one is over here, and if one is over to the right, and the other is to the left, and you can really, like, see who you should vote for, but it just becomes, it becomes a lot more, it definitely is a holdover of that. But it it becomes more difficult, even in a two party system, when you have like, like, you have variant candidates who believe various things. Yeah. Um, and that put them on different spots on that spectrum as well
0: yeah and i think part of this is that when you only have when you're looking at it on a one Mm -hmm. spectrum like that and then you try to apply uh we were talking about before the podcast before we started recording of Mm -hmm. centrism and the idea that you can have a central uh opinion by kind of being in the middle of this spectrum but with many opinions it's kind of a difficult thing to place on you and then the idea of a shifting center and where where people can have mm-hmm. opinions almost and that if, if you want a kind of a term to look up about that check out the overton yep. window that'll uh tell you about uh how kind of the public discourse revolves around what the central idea is and what the policy is and how on a on on a single spectrum it's easy to kind of see that but then trying to push other push other ideas onto that axis to fit within that window is kind of a confusing Mm -hmm. thing and uh if you if you try to if you try to do that it can it can kind of get you in trouble sometimes (laughs) (laughs) by by thinking that (laughs) what you're talking about is acceptable but really it's quite an extreme position that potentially many people have and it can be it could be a central position, but it's not actually depending on the way that you're you're looking at these things
1: so I think a good way to potentially look at this though is like so yeah n- none of us are purely economic issues right like the things that matter to me as a voter are not purely the economy um, so you need you do need something that factors in like how level of uh like so what social programs do you want like uh, what do you uh, in some cases, your religious beliefs very much matter. Um, I mean, it, you, want, you need to be able to account for, like, level of government control, too. Uh, do you believe that it should really be all hands-off or very hands-on, uh, very controlling, top-down government? Uh, do you believe—what do you think about class divide? Like, these are all factors in uh, candidates— Um, And I think, yeah, when you put it on an economic uh, spectrum, uh, you end up, you can very easily end up grouping, uh, just for sort of a uh, a dramatic comparison, you can, you could end up grouping Hitler and Stalin very closely together, but they differed very dramatically on a lot of things um, that that Mm -hmm. it's useful and to think about. And I guess we, we sort of in high school, we had to do this thing called a political compass. Uh, which I think we should maybe maybe we'll link in our uh, our little bio of this podcast, but it's a very useful way of seeing kind of where where people fall on a scale of the way they do it, anyways, the way people fall on a scale from communism to neoliberalism, and then uh, fascism to anarchism, um, and uh, it's just like a useful way of seeing how you position yourself as well, how other leaders and the way that things cross over a lot.
0: Yeah. And even talking about the political compass, it's labeled as different things in different places, which makes the words Mm -hmm. that are used very confusing. Like you say from fascism to anarchism, and sometimes it's labeled from authoritarianism to Mm -hmm. libertarianism, though when you use the word libertarianism, it's associated with many other particular economic beliefs as well, right? From the libertarian party. Uh, And sometimes you say, you said from neoliberalism to communism. And sometimes that's just called economic left, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on how the actual, the picture of the compass is uh, Mm -hmm. labeled. And I think a lot of, a lot of those words are, it's very opaque Mm -hmm. trying to understand um, what these words mean. And I think that's, that is because they are words that are single words that try to encompass a lot of things that people have decided mean a specific thing?
1: Yeah, and I guess like yeah, if you think about how like how much it even like fascist both mean something very specific but is also used very broadly like oh what a fascist like or communism like you know sometimes uh Canada in American discourse is referred to as like having like a communist sort of like healthcare system, but it's like it's that has a very specific meaning that is often not really what's being used when you are referring to somebody as like a fascist or a communist. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I don't know if this at least in, in my kind of social circles uh, that using the word fascist as Mm -hmm. like an insult has, I don't know if I'm sure that has been used for a long time, ever since the word Mm -hmm. came into use. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure people have been called fascists as, as an insult kind of the the it seems to have gone hand in hand with kind of the rise of the right uh in europe and north america over the last uh like 2016 2017 mm-hmm. sort of thing and it seems like all over the place on the internet now you see people just being <laughs> calling people fascists yes. and not really having anything to do with politics now it's just like a slur yeah <laughs> which i'm not i'm not saying that being a fascist is a good thing no all i'm saying is that it's interesting to use to see these like very specific political terms come into the kind of public popular discourse about uh whether or not you just like somebody or not
1: yeah because look there are fascist parties and who are like that's legitimately politically how they view like and there have been fascists who are like yes i am this is what i believe it's it's it is a political perspective that that yeah then then it's hard it it does get harder if if it becomes a a sort of a slur or something then you it gets harder to say oh no like legitimately this is what this person believes this is the the spectrum of things that you are electing them based on or not electing them as might be the case in some fascist situations
0: yeah and it can be thought of as quite an extreme political position still. And I think when you think of fascism, a lot of people would say, would associate that with the right as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of authoritarianism is kind of thought of popularly as something that has to do uh, with the right side of the spectrum. And then that kind of that kind of leads to how when you boil it down to a single political spectrum, uh, left, right, mm-hmm. extremism is kind of generally strongly associated with the right yeah despite uh if you go back to like the political compass idea if you use two axes and there are many axes that can be used and uh compasses so to speak that have that incorporate multiple axes and it's just kind of hard to represent them on a screen or on a paper uh, (laughs) so they're not really talked about that much Uh, but even if you just go to a two-dimensional uh political compass then you see that a lot of uh fascist Uh, dictators that people associate with the right potentially because of the red blue (laughs) state uh, idea from the states as well and the red of communism Mm -hmm. uh, and the fascist uh, dictatorships of uh, Mao and Stalin are associated very strongly sort of with the Mm -hmm. right
1: by some people
0: despite them being uh, communists
1: and like Stalin is a left-wing dictator and there are a lot yeah like you said there are a lot Mao also was like it's If you look at it on a spectrum of economics, they are on the left. But that doesn't account, there's no way that it can account fully for everything that those leaders did or believed was the right way to govern their people. But on on the note of red, I do think it's interesting how closely like party colors, like the, the fact that in Canada, it's like the opposite, the liberals, well, it's not exactly the opposite because the liberals are definitely more of a center party, but the conservatives are blue, which is also the Democrats.
0: Yeah. When I when I was first learning about this, I, w- I found that the most confusing thing, how a lot of the uh, kind of like political primers on the internet uh, are based around an American viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about red and blue colors. And then you go and you see red liberals and blue conservatives mm-hmm. <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. And how yeah that was a very confusing
1: thing yeah and, and not, not not blaming the americans necessarily but like it's their system being the strong two-party system that it is i think is very strongly divided or strongly explained on a political spectrum of like of this economic belief so like the democrats are you know solidly more big government more social programs like present day Democrats, and then Republicans are slightly more, you know, less government libertarian. That's the perspective. Anyway, that's the way it's, it's pitched. And um, I think that even in America, we see that being a problem, because it's not consistently true. And if that's the way that like, like you, I think you almost just end up, like, if you become so closely tied to a party, you like believe that this it, this is the spectrum, and this is this is where I fall. I and mean, then it fails to recognize the ways that uh, each like individual Republican. There's huge factions within the Republican Party and the Democratic Party that believe very specific things, like some gun control, for example. Like there are Democrats who really strongly believe in gun control. There are Democrats who are like really moderate on it, and there are Democrats that are really like against all sort of, any sort of gun control. And I I think when And I think you see like you saw that certainly in the American election. I think you see that kind of translating into sort of the uh, Canadian spectrum. Like when we talked about how we talked about previously the influence that American politics has had sort of on some of our views of how electoral systems should work um, just because they're so close and it's such it's a strong relationship.
0: I think talking about uh, the American system is has a lot to do with the Overton Mm -hmm. window that I mentioned earlier in that. Uh, having, like, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders as potential leaders of the Mm -hmm. same party is really kind of a confusing thing. Uh, And having, like, the general, like, democratic policy in the United States is not general, is not really, like, a left-wing policy. Like, the Overton window in the United States is very conservative still. Like, even, like, many many people who would consider themselves Democrats are still quite, quite mm-hmm. conservative. Uh, if you go on political compass and like they have a, they have a great website of, uh, li- of putting uh, candidates on the political compass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny to look at the American uh, political compass and see how everybody is just kind of clustered in the middle, mm-hmm. top, right. <laughs> even, even uh, parties or even politicians that identify with the left uh, and I think seeing the uh, expansion of, of the Overton window in the twenty sixteen American mm-hmm. presidential election, which is the I guess this we're talking about <laughs> it now, uh, is was really interesting to see Bernie Sanders have these like quite quite more uh, left mm-hmm. ideas actually get yeah. airtime on the same stage as uh, like obviously major political leaders like Hillary Clinton uh, and, and then see just the, the explosion of what is considered uh, moderate or okay to say on the right with uh, yeah. Donald Trump I, is, was really Yeah, I, do,
1: I think um, it is, it's interesting also like when you think about that window, so like uh, the, we're talking about this window and like, so Bernie Sanders like was, was opening open the window a little further to the left. But then, you know, now like that window has really shifted back over even further. Right. So that there's like just a, a huge theoretically given how the democratic primary went, um, I'm sure we're all familiar. There's a huge chunk of people who now just don't fit into the window. And, um, I think that is also a bit of a, a, bit of a problem with, the spectrum as it is, like this idea of left-right, to because there's just like this huge chunk of people who cannot find a space, like their, their space on the spectrum of what is now acceptable within American politics in order to quote unquote, win an election uh, has really moved off of, off of them, I would say.
0: Yeah. And I think if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of this uh, and trying to take very high dimensional mm-hmm. data, which is mm-hmm. a person with varied political opinions there's there's kind of this idea of syncretic politics as well that you could look up that's s-y-n-c-r-e-t-i-c politics Uh, and the idea of being a moderate but having kind of extreme views on of the Mm -hmm. left and the right kind of putting putting together and kind of averaging out and looking up maybe some some things that have to do with uh multi-dimensional cluster analysis is a term that you could google to try (laughs) to see how uh, you can take a point of data that has a lot of information on it that has that you can't really represent nicely on a two-dimensional mm-hmm. screen and how you can relate those points to each other in a high-dimensional space that is like political mm. thought. And I, I know that's kind of like a, an esoteric <laughs> thing to bring up and talk about, but if you want the nuance of what... Like really, people think and try to boil that down to a number and say this person is most mm-hmm. like this person in their political thought, despite having many different opinions um, you have to you have to look into these yeah. things. and I mean it's you don't have yeah. to go that far. You don't have to become a hierarchical cluster analysis like knowledgeable <laughs> person on that, but to understand the left right divide and that calling some calling something left and calling something right, actually has a lot mm-hmm. of different meanings to to different people and even calling something libertarian to some to one person can mean something wildly different to somebody else or liberal means something very different like saying something is liberal can mean something's left or it can to some, to some people mean neoliberalism which means something different. very different
1: yeah right I would, yeah i would also say like even on a simpler simpler level if you're if you're not feeling quite up to that level of research it's like i think one of the more valuable things that, like, like it was fun, but also was valuable in high school to me was when we had a teacher who made us, like, take a political compass, uh, like, test. We'll, like, link one or something, maybe you can try it out, but it's, like, it's useful to see the, the things that you agree, like, agree on with people who you didn't, you assume that you absolutely did not agree with because... you know they're on the right and you're on the left and how to to complicate that position for yourself i think is really valuable um and i i like to do it sometimes to check in to see like how have i changed on things i think that because you do change very situationally i think um And like, as you get older, I think it shifts a
0: lot. If you take that test, depending on how your day went as well,
1: that's maybe true. Yeah. So like
0: if, if you, if you had a bad day, it can really uh, change where you fall on this, on this compass.
1: I think, yeah. So like, it's not, it's certainly not hard. I wouldn't say let's, let's not take it as hard fact science, but I think it's good if you're looking for like a little exercise of like. Yes, I I only associate myself with the left, but like, do you like how? Let's complicate that a little bit and think about what that means.
0: Yeah, what part of the left and where your party that you kind of support, if you if you identify with that party, and then you do this test and see, kind of where where I guess the makers of the site feel that that party falls, uh, and then where you fall on this on the on the map as well, uh, can be pretty eye opening and kind of. And, and really challenging to what, to what you mm-hmm. believe that you believe.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's important to consider that it was a site made by people in theory with their own political views, but you know, just, it's, it's something to think about.
0: Okay. So we'll link that down below. We'll put, we'll put a link to that in our SoundCloud bio and also on Twitter. You can find, you can find links to that. Uh, as you've been finding links all summer to these things. and this is this is a fascinating topic. We're putting it at the end of the summer because uh, they kind of there's a lot to lead up to it. Um, but it's probably the most valuable to understand about to have a discourse, a useful discourse about politics to make sure you're using words that have precise meanings and clarifying mm-hmm. what those meanings yeah. are. So uh, with that, we will uh, thank you for listening. And thanks for listening to the whole summer school of probably about politics and tune in next month for our final episode of the summer about why these things are important, why politics in other countries matter and how it shapes the world that we all live in.